Aloha. What's up, Penn Nation? You're now tuned into yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. As always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Pleasure to be here with you yet again, episode 98. We've got three awesome guests for you, three awesome conversations. Before we get into the lineup, as I tell you guys each and every episode, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. We are your premier source for all things mixed martial arts, exclusive content, breaking news, hot topics, you name it, we've got it. BJPenn.com. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+. Set up alerts and get that news as it breaks. We're also the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today, and we're very proud of it. So, as for this episode's lineup, we're kicking things off with Amanda Bobby Cooper. She's returning to the show to preview her fight with Ashley Yoder, November 10th at UFC Denver, the 25th anniversary card. She's very excited to get back in there following the loss to Mackenzie Dern. We'll also recap that fight with Dern, talk a bit about the division, the landscape of the division, and a whole lot more. Always a pleasure to speak with ABC. Then next up after Amanda, one of the hottest prospects outside of the UFC, incredibly talented, and everybody speaks very, very highly of this guy, Aaron Pico. He's set to face off against Leandro Higo at Bellator 206 this weekend in San Jose. He's looking to go out there and impress yet again, get another big win. We're going to preview the fight and discuss what's next. Uh, unfortunately, you'll hear we kind of got rushed. Uh, he had a lot of media to do the day that we recorded the interview, and unfortunately, we kind of got rushed. There was a lot more I wanted to cover, but nonetheless, a great conversation with Aaron. And then closing out this episode. One of the gentlemen involved in the Bellator Welterweight Grand Prix. One of the best welterweights in the business, bar none, Douglas the Phenom Lima. We're going to preview his trilogy fight with Andre Koroshkov for the opening round of the Bellator Welterweight Grand Prix. Also going down at Bellator 206 in San Jose this weekend. We'll be discussing the bracket, possible matchups that he has looking forward, uh, getting to the final. Nope. We'll also be discussing the bracket, the possible matchups that he's looking at moving forward to the final, and of course, the eventual rematch with Rory McDonald to win the entire tournament. So there you have it, Penn Nation. Three great guests. We're going to kick things off right now. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. First up, Amanda Bobby Cooper. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show UFC strawweight set to make her return at UFC Denver on November 10th, ABC herself, Amanda Bobby Cooper. Thanks for joining us today, Amanda. How is life in Michigan today? Life in Michigan is wet, uh, but the sun's out, so we're happy about that. Uh, here comes the humidity then, huh? Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cold last year. I had Montana, or sorry, last week. Montana Stewart was here from Texas, and she loved it. She didn't even want to go home. She was like, this is the perfect weather. Texas is way too hot. The fall in Michigan is absolutely beautiful. Right, yeah, I'm from Rhode Island, and, and I much prefer the fall to all other seasons, that is yes, for sure. Yes, definitely. So listen, uh, random question here. Uh, what's the meaning behind the Rafiki tattoo? The Rafiki tattoo? Uh, you know, I got a whole sleeve on uh, kind of what I think, in my mind, uh, it represents, in a way, martial arts, but also it represents mind, body, spirit, in the way of, uh, like, your mind, as in jujitsu. you know, the way that you play the game, the way how smart you have to be, they call it human chess, your body as a striker, learning to use it effectively, defensively, offensively, and then the spirit of a wrestler. So all forms that I train every day uh, represent mind, body, spirit in a martial arts way to me. So I got a eye I a tattoo just for like the mind uh, representing jujitsu to me. Uh, I got a wolf tattoo for spirit, uh, and these are just. And then I got Rafiki as as the body. You know, he's meditating. Free, uh, in African language, Rafiki means friend. Um, and you know, I was gonna just put a normal guy meditating, and then I was watching the Lion King like two days before, and Rafiki, <laughs> Rafiki just dropped like so much knowledge, and I was man, this guy's really you know, it's just so deep. As a kid, you're not thinking about it. But uh, you grow older and you're like, watch it again, and you're just amazing. That was my favorite favorite Disney movie as well. So I got a whole sleeve kind of representing mind, body, spirit in, in a martial arts way without actually having to have, like, two people on my arm fighting or, you know, a normal, like, 
chest tattoo or something. I just try to make it a little more creative and, and different. Absolutely. And the whole point of it is for it to mean something to you specifically. Absolutely. Uh, but, but I agree with you a hundred percent, you know, being, a being 31 now, I still watch Disney movies. Everything that comes out, I love kids' movies. And it's funny how you notice uh, the underlying or subtle uh, tones or messages that, that are actually right. trying to be brought through there. Like, uh, I didn't get that when I was a kid. What the heck? Right. <laughs> so, uh, also, you've been doing uh, any hood rat shit in the park with your friends lately? I have not been doing hood rat <laughs> stuff in the park. I'm in the process. I close on a house tomorrow, so I'm just, like, trained sleep train on weekends hustle and get things done uh trying it's actually a nice distraction during fight camp um it hasn't been too too like stressful or take hasn't taken any time on the train but uh definitely a thing that i wouldn't probably buy a house during fight camp again right i started the process about a week before i found out i had a fight so i'm seeing it through it all ends tomorrow at closing day so I'm excited for it. Well, firstly, congratulations, and is is, th- is this your first uh, first home purchase? Yes, first home purchase. Yep. Very exciting stuff. Awesome. Yes. Another step in the journey. All paying off, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, starting to realize how old I was, and I don't even feel old. But I was like, wow, I'm okay. When I, I Friends is my favorite TV show, and I used to watch that with my sister growing up. And I'm like, they're all about 26, sitting in a coffee shop, drinking coffee with their friends all day. And I'm like, I don't. By the time I'm 26, that's what my life wants to be. I want that to be my life, right? It's Wednesday in the afternoon, I'm sitting in a coffee shop with my friends drinking coffee, and some days it is like that, which is pretty cool. Right, right. Art imitates life, and life imitates art, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Now, listen, before we get into this matchup on November 10th, I wanted to catch up with you a bit. Uh, the last time we spoke was just before the fight with Mackenzie Dern. Obviously, that didn't go your way, but you know, every time you step into competition, there's some positives to be taken away, I think. Uh, what what went wrong for you in your opinion, and, and was there a learning experience at all for you? Yeah, you know, there's always a learning experience. Um, you know, it's hard when I, I wish there was something to pinpoint on, man, if I just did this or maybe, you know, train more, or, you know, but I just, I really put everything I had into that training camp. I, I trained more than I, I thought possible. I rested when I needed. I really put in the right coaches, I believe. I had the right warm-up. I had everything felt so good to me, training partner-wise, a mindset. I felt wonderful. Um, and that's the struggle. Uh, the struggle in my head is how do you feel so great, so wonderful, and then you watch your opponent who says she doesn't like to train, she likes to miss the gym, she likes to sit on the beach, she was seven pounds over, she doesn't care um, as, you know, as much as I do. And how, how does that girl get to beat me? And it, it's just a game, I guess. You know, that's what makes me love it but also hate it. Um, right, that's got to be felt, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Very, that, yeah, that's a problem. Some of the times that I felt the best about my fight, um, it's a tough opponent. They're always tough in the UFC, but I felt good. Yes, I'm ready. You know, I, when I knew she was seven pounds over, I said, "I don't give. I don't care. I want to fight her. I've, I've trained for her. I want to do it." Um, you know, so it's you know the hardest part. So I just had to you know realize that it's just part of the game. That's why I do it. If it was. If it was easy, you know, I, I, I wouldn't love it as much. If it wasn't so frustrating, um, you know, I, uh, I definitely wouldn't enjoy it as much. Uh, if it, you know, frustrating is good. It's a good character, but I mean, it's maybe the maybe a better person, I believe, and just uh, learning to get over it and have to have to drop it. As soon as you get a fight, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter anymore. The other fight doesn't matter. The, the outcome doesn't matter. This fight is all that matters. So all my focus is on this on this fight, November 10th. Right. Right now, unfortunately, as you mentioned, she did not make the weight. I know you said that was that was not uh, uh, an issue for you, but that that has been the story of her career so far. I mean, it is your job as a professional to make the weight, right? It is, and it like you know, it's hard to let's see how do I put this? Not that I'm not going to make weight ever because other people don't, but it's hard to like value. I cut a lot of weight. I'm like, oh, I think, I think probably top three biggest 115ers in the UFC out there like I, I honestly feel like I cut so much weight and it's hard to like and I would I set goals for myself each week each day like this is the weight I have to be this is what I have to do and I'll get up in the morning and do cardio just to make sure I make it I've you know last fight camp I would um tell my boyfriend I have to be this weight every single night this weight before I go to bed in order to hit my goal each day and if I wasn't that weight at midnight he would drive me to the gym and he would make me do 40 minutes of cardio and I, we would fight and argue because I don't want to go there but he would make sure I do it and like and I'm like pushing myself and killing myself and doing everything I have to to not only train right 
but also make the weight and I have people that just don't care about it and they can like not make it. It makes it less valuable to me. I'm like, what is, what, what do I, why would I even have to make weight? You know, like right. obviously I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut weight. It's hard to like, obviously other people don't see the value in cutting weight when I, I think it's like, I honestly think it like builds my mental state before a fight. I go through a really hard struggle and I have to work my ass off and it makes me stay in the gym longer. It makes me do the extra mile. Um, and that, I think helps my mindset going into a fight. Of course, it's the fight before the fight, you know. Right. So I mean, you you say that uh, you're cutting a ton of weight to make 115. You know, first of all, do you think uh, you know, have, considering that she has really yet to make weight, should she be forced to move up? And have you yourself ever considered moving up to maybe kind of take that strain off of you? Um, like I said, no, I mean, I think definitely she should move up to 125. She's missed weight like six times uh, out of the last like seven. So go, right. yeah, definitely move up. But I've never missed weight. I, like I said, I like to cut weight. I like to, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that 115 is a good weight for me. I, I think I cut a good amount. I mean, I definitely do feel like I cut a lot, but, um, so you I've don't feel, you don't, you don't feel like you're at, you know, diminishing returns cutting yeah, down to no, 115. Okay. I, I still feel strong. I have a good rehydration program. Um, I think I cut the right amount of water. Um, you know, just cutting weight during the fight. I'm very strict on my diet. I'm perfect. I, you know, I don't take any, do anything outside of the, you know, I see other people in fight camp and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go. Have a, I don't have anything. I don't, I'm just perfect. And I, I like that. It makes me feel like 100% all day during a fight camp. I am ready you know i'm this is my fight camp but i have focus um i don't you know you can definitely tell a big difference between me in fight camp and not in fight camp right right well though you know the regimen like you're saying becoming focused that all that all adds up and, and builds up to to the eventual uh competition itself but you know regardless of the setback you have to march forward and continue to pursue your goals right absolutely so that being said you're set to face ashley yoder in denver how happy are you with this fight? Give us your thoughts on uh, how you guys batch up stylistically. You know, uh, you know, I was in the tough house with her, so, um, you know, that was a couple years ago. But I had to, in the house, prepare to fight her. You know, what would I do? What, would, what are her strengths? So, you know, I studied her a little bit in the house, um, which I'm sure she did with me as well. And I always thought, she's southpaw. I like fighting southpaw just from... I think I have a better advantage from all the years of boxing and having to deal with different southpaws and different fighters. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to fight southpaw because it's weird. But I understand the game. I understand the striking aspect of southpaws, the wrestling aspect. Um, in the house, I, I thought she had bad cardio. Um, and I have always felt like my cardio gets better each round, each round, kind of like Joanna does. She just gets stronger and stronger. Um, and Ashley just doesn't it's not like she's just so good at one area where you gotta avoid it you know um, Mackenzie during that was the thing every training session everything was don't get taken down don't get taken down avoid the takedown beat her up on the feet um, and this you know I, Ashley is known more as a submission grappler but I don't feel like she's like, like super sneaky subs all her subs you can see her tried very traditional like you can see her get the angle get the arm get you know what she's working towards and it's not like a crazy fast submission game that she's got right so you know, i see it as a good fight for me because she's not super dangerous in any area she's a, t- a tough opponent she's not, she's not been finished she usually loses the decisions um but she has bad i think i have great cardio she doesn't have good cardio we're gonna be in denver obviously the elevation's a little different but just a good matchup for me because she's not dangerous in any area she's just she's just there you know and it's like just wear her down and toughen it out and uh um you know keep her on the feet if I want to take her down if I don't you know I just I feel like good in every area and that's when I do my best really when I don't feel like crap get her down to the ground or oh my god you got it. you can't get taken down it's just fight my game be smart and have fun right there's a level of relaxation knowing that you're confident in all areas exactly right right now she's also coming off to uh, off a loss to Mackenzie and she hasn't won a fight since 2016 uh do you think people are maybe counting her out as of right now I'm record-wise, paper-wise, yeah. I mean, this is actually the first fight in a long time that I I probably have the upper hand on the paper, which is um, we both have pretty even records, which is crazy, you know, and the top house, those fights don't count. But um, it's a it's a pretty even matchup. But, you know, all her fights have been decisions um, that she's lost, and they're pretty close. Ones. I mean, Mackenzie Dern, I definitely thought she won that fight. Um, her life would be completely different if she had won that fight, and I know. Big time, losing. big time. Yeah, her life would, I mean, just be completely different. So, 
Um, knowing that she's lost four close fights, she's probably going to be training really hard for this one. You know, she realized that this might be her last fight in the UFC. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Ashley, like, is training hard and she's working her best because that's what I'm preparing for the bat, you know, preparing for her to be her best. So, um, if I were her, I would be working really hard just, you know, knowing that my back's against the wall, which is stressful, you know, that's hard. Like, I don't want to fight knowing this is my last fight. I never want to think that. I want to think, like, go out there, have fun, be, do my thing, and I'm going to win. Right, I think that's what every fighter hopes for, and, and, and that's the, I mean, that's when you have your best performances, is when you're out there not worrying too much, you know, you're in the moment, you're flowing, but, you know, I'm sure there's no lack of motivation between the two of you guys to get back in the win column, however, she's basically in a must-win situation here, you know, that can make her very dangerous, or possibly even reckless going into this fight, uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that, um, I think... It's just going to have her train. I mean, it's like I'm saying, trying to put myself in her mind. Just train harder, be smarter. Um, and then it's going to, you know, on fight night, that's when you get stressed. You get, you know, fight week. You're like, oh, crap, if I don't if I don't win, I might get cut out. And that's sometimes too stressful. You might fight tense. You might fight bad because you're not fighting smart. No, hey, I lost you there. Oh, you didn't hear me? Yeah, no, you, you, you cut out there towards the end. Oh, sorry, I was just saying, yeah, same thing if it was me, I would, uh, I, I don't know, you know, just train more, train harder, uh, really focus on the fight, but on fight week, you know, you might be too nervous, you might be stressed, you might fight tense, you might, you know, do some, make a bad decision because you were desperate, who knows? Right, right. Now, do you feel as though this is a must-win situation for you as well? No, I, you know, I lost the... Three girls I've lost to, uh, you know, Tatiana Suarez, which is, she's going to be fighting for a title here soon. Right. Um, Mackenzie Dern, und- still undefeated. Um, Cynthia Calvillo, another superstar, like, in the division. You know, I haven't lost to anyone that isn't in the top five. So, right. Um, right. I don't feel like, I, you know, I think I've gotten really tough fights. I think they haven't gave me easy fights or anything. Um, you know, they just... They're feeding me to the woods. They're like, well, you better prove yourself, which is, you know, smart on their problem, on their party. They're, I beat their top, you know, top girl and they can help build me up or, you know, their top girl keeps getting undefeated and saying hi. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's a do or die for me. I think uh, I just go out there, be smart, fight. And, you know, I'm marketable. I have a lot of fans. I have a lot of people that believe in me. And, um, you know, I don't think it's lose this fight and you're out. I mean, it just, I've, I've lost a definitely tough, some tough girls, you know. I'm glad I got a fight that is on my level. For sure, and I would agree with you 100% that you are incredibly marketable. So uh, a big win here would, would put you right back into that conversation. Uh, you landed on one of the best cards this year, in the opinion of many people, not to mention it's the UFC's 25th anniversary. Give us your thoughts on being a part of it, and you know what fights are you, aside from your own, of course, what fights are you most excited and looking forward to watching? Oh, yeah. Uh, man, what a cool card. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, and it's yeah, fight night. You know, I've been on a lot of pay-per-views lately, so uh, I think my family will enjoy that I'm on this uh, fight night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not have to keep paying for these pay-per-views or whatnot. But Denver's a cool... I can't wait to go to Denver. never been there. I'm going to go over there for a few weeks ahead of time. Um, I always love... I've actually fought a few fights with Raquel Ortisha, um, and I like Raquel. I've been on some trips with her. She's she's fighting, right, I think? Yeah, she's Jermaine Durand in there. Yeah, there's some really good fights on that card. I'm trying to uh, think of the, the names right now, but I... For me personally, for me personally, it's uh, the obviously Frankie Edgar Korean Zombie. That's a great yeah, fight. Yeah, my, my one of my jiu-jitsu coaches is like obsessed with this fight. I'm like, oh god, he's gonna be a little fanboy the whole week. <laughs> for me, it's the Cowboy and uh, Mike Perry fight. That one's gonna Mike be fireworks. Perry, yeah, Mike Perry's a psycho. You know, he's, he's from Michigan <laughs> yes, too. He is. Yes, I, he is. He's a nutcase. So anytime you have a nutcase fight on a card, it's interesting to watch. For sure. For sure. Um, now obviously, do you know card placement where you're going to be on the card? It's, it's definitely going to be televised on FS1, right? Your fight. Yeah. Um, I think I looked at it. I don't know if they put the card up. There was, I was like the last, it had five fights, the main card, and then it had me on the prelims, but I don't know if it was like the last fight on the prelims or what that, what if they had an actual like numbered order, but definitely right somewhere in those prelims. Now, you mentioned earlier the elevation and how that can play a factor. Uh, are you going to try to get out there a little early to adjust to that elevation? Yeah, I um, plan out there going to, uh, I'm planning on being there two weeks early, which, um, you know, I don't know if it's enough time or what, but I, I intend to spend in no time. And I think it's just something that 
you have to recognize is, is okay. I think a lot of people like panic when they're tired. They're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I haven't felt this before. But as long as I'm intelligent, and I know what what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I train a lot. It's, um, you know, I every training session, I'm recording my heart rate before and after and how fast I recover. And um, no matter how tired I get, you know, within 40 seconds, I'm recovered back to almost chill. So I know, you know, no matter how tired I am, I know I can recover fast. So um, that's a that's a good thing knowing I have one minute to recover and I can do it in less time. So um, not too stressed out about that because it's the same disadvantage for Ashley. It's not like she trains in Denver, so she understands. Right. Um, right. You know, it's the same disadvantage. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, though, wise move to go out there a couple weeks early and adjust. Uh, but changing gears here for a moment, give us your thoughts on the title picture in your division. Most people would say that uh, Jessica Andrade is the rightful next in line for Rose. Ioana still claims that she's the champ. What do you make of all of it? Uh, well, Ioana lost twice to Rose. So I don't think that I think she deserves. I think Ioana needs to fight another top five. Um, actually, if I you know if I could pick, I would pick. I would say Rose needs to fight Jessica Andrade. Um, she's playing, she's, I mean, she's awesome. Her last fight, I mean, she just attacks. She's not like a super crazy technical striker, but she's going to attack you, you know, and she's big. Right. So, um, I think that that's a deserved fight. And then I think, uh, I would like to see Tatiana versus, um, Tatiana versus Joanna. Um, I actually think Tatiana would have a better chance, a bigger and better chance against Rose, but it, it makes sense for, uh, Joanna to have to fight another fight before she gets a title. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So you you can't you can't just give her three in a row without winning anything, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. So I think um, her to fight, you know, maybe Tatiana or someone else right there, and then um, Jessica Andrade to fight the uh, champion Rose. Right, and like you said, I mean Jessica goes after it and and finishing Carolina that way. I mean that's that's a big deal. Oh my gosh, it just looked insane. You know, I I mean Carolina's a calm, confident composed fighter and um it was crazy to see her just obliterate her and that's that opens the eyes to a lot of people so either way i think uh, rose has trouble with tatiana in the top five and um jessica now you were talking about it earlier you know uh your only losses in the company being to being to these top five people that's got to be uh again losses suck but at the end of the day, that's got to be motivating to you to know that these people are on the top of the division and, and, and that you can hang with them. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I was watching Tatiana's fight last last weekend with Carla, and I was thinking, "Good damn, thank God I only fought. I already fought her. Right. She's scary. <laughs> I mean, you just. I, I mean, for her to obliterate a wrestler that that killed Rose, but I mean, this was years ago and Rose wasn't developed. I don't think, but I mean, she made. Carla looked horrible on the wrestling, and she couldn't get up. I mean, she didn't put any defense. Like, it was crazy. I mean, the amount of strikes, the amount of pressure, the amount of time controlled was insane. And I, I bet a lot of people were struggling right there. And I'm like, yeah, well, it, every time I have someone that beat me win, I'm, like, happy. I'm like, cool. Keep doing your thing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, now, since we were talking about weight cutting earlier, I wanted to get your reaction to this Nico Montano situation, being hospitalized and being stripped of the belt. Uh, do you think the UFC was right to take the belt from her? Um, man, to take the belt when there's been so many other fighters. I think getting into the UFC, getting into the sport, whether it's right or wrong, you know it's a business. Um, you know you have, there's chances, you, you know. Someone, I mean, Ashley Yoder's gone 0-4 in, in, in the UFC and hasn't got cut yet, and other girls maybe have lost two fights and they get cut, you know, it's a business and they're going to keep women there, keep people in the, in the business that are making them money. So getting in there, whether it's fair, probably not that they took the belt, but it, it when I surprised and not really, what is Nico Montana really doing? They know she's probably going to lose her next fight. You know, she's not, I don't think that talented in any way and not very marketable. No one even really knows who she is. So it's not really fair that they took the belt, but I guess I, I'm not shocked. UFC is a business. They they want to create some drama. They want to create some stuff. They want to move some things around. They do what they want. Right. So you're kind of looking at it as you got into this business knowing what it is. This is something you should kind of expect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Now, listen, getting back to your own fight with Ashley, assuming you get the win, you come out of the fight uninjured. Uh, when would you like to get back in there? Could we maybe see you again before, well, uh, maybe not the end of the year, but early 2019? 
Yeah, um, I always, the last three years, fought, like, the week before Thanksgiving, um, which is great for me, because then I just enjoy the holidays, and then right. I started the, started the year, I'm like, give me another fight, which work, has worked out really well for me. Um, that's the, always the plan, is I'm going to fight, enjoy the holidays, get back on, you know, take take care of my family, see my friends, see what I got to do, um, and then as soon as um, the weekend, you know, the uh, winter's over, I'm back to, not winter's over, holidays are over, I'm going to get right back to it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I talk. I I always feel bad when I have to talk to a- athletes during the holidays and you know weight cutting, not not enjoying uh, holiday meals and all that. That's brutal. So it's good that you get to enjoy the holidays. Obviously, you're solely focused on the task at hand. But do you have anybody in mind going forward? Anybody else on the radar after you get the win over Ashley? No, not right now. Um, you know, I never really even look at the rankings or who. You know, I never look at too much until I'm like itching for a fight. So. Right. Um, you know, this Ashley Yoder fight's good, and then I have to just, everything moves so fast. Everything, all the rankings, all the people, they just get, things move around too fast to plan too much. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And not to mention that the rankings are kind of irrelevant anyways. But, exactly, yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, you've been more than generous with your time. Greatly appreciated, as always. In conclusion, tell all the fans out there what they can expect when you step back into action at UFC Denver. And how do you visualize this fight playing out against Ashley? Uh, you know, I'm... Guys, she's just training hard. I'm so ready for her. I just, I need, you know, need another win. I need to beat, beat this girl. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and I'm definitely gonna throw my hands and let her know that I'm there. I think last time, uh, I've shied back away from it, but I'm really just putting on the pressure. I'm making it a fight. I don't want to make it a, a technical match. I just want to go out there and put my hands on her and tire her out with, with strikes. You know, it's tiring getting hit. I think she's gonna start diving for sloppy takedowns. I'm just gonna keep beating her up. All right, going to go in there, make it ugly, and get the W. Exactly. All right, awesome. Uh, any shout-outs or sponsor plugs before we let you go? Um, you know, I, I'm not a big, I haven't really ever got into big sponsorships or anything. I like, kind of do my own thing, and uh, I probably should get a manager. probably should get someone to look out for me. But I do have a really cool banner being made, and uh, a couple people have jumped up on that sponsorship. Uh, Punch Gunk has... Um, put their name on it and sent me some money uh, for this fight camp. So let's see what else have I got on that banner. A um, couple other people. Um, I can't remember too many names. They're not set in final yet. So we're working right. on it. But I'm getting cool banner made so that way when I do like Skype interviews, the banner will be behind me. Um, and those, those sponsors can be right there shouted out. Cool. Awesome. All right, listen, looking forward to the fight. Hopefully we can catch up after a big win. Always a pleasure speaking with you, Amanda. You have a great Thank final you. week of training, or a couple weeks of training, and best of luck on the fight. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Amanda doesn't get as much love as I think that she should, uh, but what a great person, great conversation. I always enjoy talking with her. Very much looking forward to this fight. Very important for both ladies, Ashley Yoder and Amanda. UFC Denver coming up November 10th, and what a card to watch. Everybody's going to be tuning in for that one, so... A great audience for Amanda to showcase her skills as well. But let's keep it moving. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Coming up next, rising Bellator star, Aaron Pico. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show one of the hottest prospects in the entire business. Freestyle wrestling champion turned devastating striker, the liver killer himself, Aaron Pico. Thanks for joining us today, Aaron. What's the good word today, man? Well, not much, Jason. Just uh, Wednesdays are usually a light day for me. So just just taking it easy, doing some stretching, sauna, and uh, living life. Absolutely, man. Getting ready for another big showdown. Are you down at the uh, training lab today? or? No, today, um, I was there yesterday for, for my conditioning, but no, today just... Um, I actually did a little bit of jiu-jitsu with Jason Manley, who I work with in uh, jiu-jitsu, and then just going to just relax and, and um, take it easy. Because I go so hard during Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are usually my rest days. And, but uh, but now I'm getting closer to the fight. All the work has been done, and now I just see there's, there's more harm that you can do. So just taking it very lightly and just ready to fight. That's, that's the main thing. Right, it seems like that's uh that's a big topic right now, and I know especially with TJ, uh, it's all about recovery, right? I mean, guys are have always been going a bit too hard, and we're noticing that the more recovery time you have, the, the better your performances are. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing that I can I can I can say for sure is Sam Calavita is is great at, at, at strength and conditioning, nutrition, and recovery. I mean, a lot of people can say, oh, well, well, you know, you need to recover, you know, you need to, well, I can just tell. Well, with Sam Calavita, everything is tracked. You sleep with heart, a heart rate monitor. He can see, um, you know, how, how you recover, how you slept through the night, and, and, and go by the numbers. So, so yeah, back to your question, recovery is a huge, huge part. It's just as important as, as working out, so... Luckily for me, I have you know Sam Calavita uh, behind me in my strength and conditioning, my nutrition, and and just coming together on how to to become better at recovery. One thing that I do is I work so hard that that it's crazy that that I have to be checked because I, I go so so hard. Um, sometimes a little too hard, and and um, <laughs> for me, for me, I'm fortunate that Coach Cal can can track that. I have a good team behind me. I have good good food that I eat. Um, so yeah, everything is in balance, but back to what you were saying, recovery is probably the most important thing you could possibly do. Yeah. It's, it's, I would imagine that you're probably one of those guys that really needs to be told to dial it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's me for sure. I mean, I just, I love what I do so much. I mean, honestly, I wake up and I, I'm excited to go to practice. I always say it. It's like, I, I mean, I don't, really, I don't complain going to practice. I mean, I've got the best job in the world. I just train. I get to do what, do what I've been doing since I was a kid. I get paid. So yeah, I freaking go as hard as I possibly can. I'm healthy. I'm young. I mean, but yeah, sometimes it is a, is a, is a little too much. But but right. Right. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that problem than me not being motivated to go to practice, especially in this game. So it's a good problem sure. to have. It can be, it can be managed. And I, I said, I have a good team behind me. My brother parents my girlfriend everything watching watching like i basically have to be on lockdown so so uh that is good now listen there's obviously much to discuss but before we really get into the matchup at bellator 206 you know i wanted to talk about all the praise that you've been recently receiving from the ufc champ tj dillashaw uh joe rogan's podcast and and other interviews uh he had said that you're one of the kind and, and and dwayne ludwig agreed it must be very gratifying to receive that kind of recognition from one of the best in the world, pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it means a lot, and the the respect is mutual. I mean, I see the way that TJ trains. I see the way that Dwayne um, spends his time as a coach, and I've seen the way that he approaches the game. And it's definitely the the respect is is mutual. I mean, I can't I can't say it enough. Um, you know, kind of just a little story. When TJ started training with us at the, at the training lab in the garage, it's just—I remember telling my brother, "Like, damn, that's that's so crazy." I mean, to be—you know—you're you're at one team, and then all of a sudden you you have bad blood. I don't know the the whole story. I just stay in my lane. But anyways, from what I hear, you know, basically the the guys that you were friends, you're going against, and to see him put his head down and grind away, and him and Dwayne just doing what they do best, and that's work together, and. and freaking not worrying about the bullshit that was going on and it was it was admirable to, to see to go see him get his belt back and then defend it but um sometimes when you know when guys are talking a lot and you're the one the quiet one working chipping away it ultimately pays off so that was one very very cool thing that i saw during that time during all that time of chaos and this and that and this and people turning on you he just kept his head down and said I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the best in the world, and and that's what he did. So, much respect to TJ and Dwayne. Yeah, working with top talent like like Dillashaw, Swanson, Juan Archuleta, uh, Awad as well on a day to day basis. You know, and working with some of the best coaches in the world, Dwayne Ludwig, as you mentioned, Sam Calavita. Uh, it's obvious that that you've only really scratched the surface of your potential, and it's safe to say that the sky's the limit, right? Yeah, absolutely. This guy is, you know, I've got a great coach, Antonio McKee, behind me. I've got Freddie Roach. I've got, you know, Sam Calavita. There's so many, you know, Bob Cook. I've got a lot of people behind me, and, and definitely I'm very young. I've only been a pro a little over a year now, and and the sky is the limit when you make that you make that decision that I want to be the best in the world, and how do I get better better today? And as long as you have that mindset and, 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 and figure out what you need to do and have that hunger and drive when you wake up in the morning, you're going to get to where you need to be. When you want something really, really bad, you're going to find a way to get to the top. So 
yeah, that's that's all I can say. If you want it bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to do it. So that's that's the way I feel. Right, right. You mentioned um, Antonio McKee as well. I mean, that's that guy's a veteran of the game. He's doing some very interesting things as well in regards to coaching. And you know, you see all the success of his son. Uh, another amazing guy to have in your corner. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've spent honestly, I spend a lot of time with Antonio. He's a very dedicated coach. Um, hours and hours and hours with him on, on just becoming a better fighter. That's just. I'm very thankful for him and, and the time that he spends with me. And, and um, you know, I'm giving him my undivided attention and trying to be the best fighter I can possibly be. And in order to get to the top in any sport, you're going to have to have a great coach. And for me, I'm lucky that I found a, found a, a great coach like Antonio early on in my career. I've known him since I was a kid, going to his wrestling practices. and But, you know, life happens and you kind of, you know, I went off into wrestling and to finally meet up uh back up again you know timing is timing is everything so timing is perfect and we're getting we're getting the work that's for sure we work <laughs> we put a lot of hours in yeah it's crazy how things come full circle like that huh yeah absolutely i remember wrestling at his um it was called the mandingo warriors uh back at back back way back when and i remember one time i had to cut weight and i was up just with uh i was a young kid like i was like nine years old and Antonio was there. It was just my mom and I. And Antonio was there, you know, putting me through some workouts and, and getting the weight off because I had to leave Vegas the next day. And there's just something that stuck in my head. It's just, you know, uh, nobody in the gym, just Antonio and I. And he's there trying to, you know, get, help me get weight off. It was just kind of a cool special story that I've always, that I won't forget. You know, he didn't have to do that. But, but he was there. So he's definitely um, a very loyal guy. And he's been by my side. And we're going to get to the top. Yeah, I, I got it. Like I said, man, I have a ton of respect for him. Interviewed him several times, and uh, definitely one of those guys that has the best interests of athletes in mind across the board. Um, so, like I said, man, all of the coaching staff you have in your corner, it it only lends itself to your accomplishments so far and your accomplishments that are yet to come. But uh, now on September 26th in San Jose, you face the toughest challenge to date in Lindro Higo. Uh, give us your thoughts on Landro as an opponent and how you guys match up stylistically. Yeah, I think Landro he goes the toughest test of my career. I feel he's uh, he's you know, just good everywhere. He's you know he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's been in the game for for longer than I have. So so yeah, it's going to be no no easy task. We're prepared and we know everything that you know we know that that uh, that we better bring our A game come come uh come time to fight so we're ready now he's coming off the loss to uh darian caldwell uh back in march and and he's also suffered a defeat at the hands of eduardo dantes uh are, are you studying those fights carefully in preparation for him yeah absolutely i've seen i've seen tape on him i've seen you know what he likes to do and and um yeah i, I, I watch a lot of video on him not not crazy amount of video because i don't like it's just something I don't like to do. Watch a bunch of bunch of video. I kind of just focus on what what I want to do. But I'm aware of what he what he looks for and the certain things that, that his tendencies are. And I'm prepared. I feel I can stand with him on my feet. I can take him down. I can take the fight anywhere I want to go. And that's a good feeling, knowing that I that I have the conditioning, I have the gas tank. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. To be honest with you, the pressure's on him. It's the biggest fight of his career too. I know he fought Darren Caldwell. Caldwell last, but he's never fought a, a guy like Aaron Fico, and he probably never will. And um, but I hope he's ready because I know I'm ready. Our team is ready to go. We're just ready to get to San Jose and put on the show. Yeah, it's not. It sounds like you want to go right now, man. It, it, like the 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 anticipation is is uh, is mounting. That's for sure. I am honestly. I put in so many weeks in this training camp, and and I'm just. Uh, there's not much to say. I'm just ready to go. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm, I was telling my brother back uh, yesterday. I said, "Man, this is a great feeling." He's like, "Man, I want to fight." He's like, "I know you." I keep telling me that. I said, "Because I really do. I can't wait to fight." I said, "The day that I, I don't ever that I don't feel like this, you might have to consider some things because it's it's a good feeling. I put in all the work that I possibly can. I mean, I'm so confident." I just go out there and, and do what I do, and there's no there's no doubt in my mind. I've done everything I possibly can to prepare this prepare for this fight. I have no injuries. My weight is good. I, mean, I 
just go out there and have fun. Yeah, you make a great point there, man. Once the passion goes, once you start to lose that passion, you really got to reinvent yourself or reconsider what you're doing because uh, this is certainly not a sport to uh, to be involved with if you're not very passionate about it. But, um, you know, considering that, uh, that, that he go, he's lost to the current champ and the former champion of Bellator, does an impressive win prove that you're ready for the title in your opinion? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that's above my pay grade. You know, Bellator obviously makes that, uh, that final decision on, on, on the title, the title, uh, people who fight for the title. The only thing that I could possibly, I, I know I'm capable of winning the, the Bellator world title. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just getting, you know, working my way to the top. Uh, but it definitely puts me in a, pos- a better position than I am in now. So, so yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can control is 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 becoming the best fighter I can be, and having Bellator, you know, put those guys in front of me. But after your question, I I feel I can definitely become a world champion very soon. Right. So it sounds to me one like more, one more question. We gotta let him go. Oh, brutal. Okay. Okay. Um, shit. All right. In that case, man. Let's do it. Oh, what's the question? Just let's. I'll answer the question. Okay. All right. No problem. I, I was just going to say, uh, you know, S- Scott Coker has done a really great job of building talent and, uh, you know, at the right pace. You know, we see guys in the UFC get rushed into big fights and, and things don't go their way. I'm just wondering if he's happy, you know, to slowly build up and, and, and become that champion. Yeah, I think so. You've seen with, uh, with the past champions that he has, he's had a lot of champions. So Scott knows knows this game better than I do. All I can possibly, all I can control is just being ready for that for that phone call and ready to go out there and fight, and and we will be for sure. All right, man. Listen, I, I know you're. I know I had a, t- a lot more questions here. I know you're uh, pressed on time here, but I guess in conclusion, you know, why does everybody need to tune in? How do you visualize the fight playing out, and how does your hand get raised? Well, I think people need to tune in because you you have two guys that are willing to lay it all on the line. Andrew, he goes no. You know, no slouch. Brazilian guy that's very, very tough. And I'm Aaron Pico that's ready to just go out there and, and put on a show like I have done the past three fights. So that's why I think you should tune in. But I think uh, if I stay relaxed, do what I do, I'm going to come out victorious. All right, man. An- another liver shot a la Boss Rutten or what? <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, all my last two fights, I, I, I'm just going to. Take what comes, and, and uh, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good, man. In conclusion, the floor is yours. Any shout-out, sponsor plugs before we let you go? No, just everybody can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Pico USA, and, and uh, just look forward to look forward to putting on a great show. All right, again, listen, guys, greatly appreciate the time. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Very much looking forward to the fight and all the future has in store for you. Have a great day, and good luck on the 26th, man. Thank you. Thank you as well. All right. Later, bud. Bye-bye. Again, my apologies, folks. Mismanaged the time there, time management. Didn't get to everything that I wanted to get to, but nonetheless, a great conversation with, as I said, a rising star in the company. And for a guy that's so highly spoken about by all of these other top athletes, you know that Aaron Pico is truly something special. And the sky is the limit for him. But let's keep it moving. Coming up next, one of the baddest men at 170 pounds, bar none, former Bellator welterweight champ, also the competitor in the opening round of the Bellator welterweight Grand Prix, BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Coming up next, Douglas the Phenom Lima. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show former Bellator welterweight champ, and one of the baddest athletes in the business at 170 pounds, the phenom himself, Douglas Lima. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, Douglas. How are you doing, man? Pleasure, man. I'm doing good, you know, just resting. You know, uh, finishing camp right here, you know, everything's been great, injury-free. Man, just ready to fight, just ready to fight, that's it. Listen, before we get into things, uh, how was Diego doing? Uh, we had him on the show a while back, and I got to tell you, he was one of my favorite interviews. <laughs> yeah, man, Diego's good. You know, he's getting ready for this fight in uh, the, December 5th 
you know, he's fighting the Toronto card, you know, he's been helping me this whole time with camp, you know, we're helping each other. He's doing good, man. He's doing great. You know, can't wait to see him fight again. Very good, very good. So we're just over a week away from Bellator 206. Uh, how has your camp been so far? And sounds to me like you're feeling pretty good right now. Yes, sir. You know, camp has been great. You know, I've been training for this for a long time. You know, ever since my last fight, I've been training. You know, I've been healthy. You know, thank God. That's the, you know, honestly, the main thing for me is just staying healthy, you know, injury-free. Uh, you know, improving, you know, working on, you know, on a lot of stuff and a lot of new stuff. And uh, everything's great, man. Everything is good. I'm happy. You know what I mean? I just got to cut this weight. You know, finish this weight cut and uh, and uh, have some fun in the fight. Yeah, that's the, it's always the fight before the fight, right? Getting getting that weight down. That's it. That's it. Right now, it's the, the weight fight. Right. <laughs> week, but you know, got to do it. It's part of the it's part of the job. For sure, for sure. And as always, you're a consummate professional, so I expect nothing less. Uh, but listen, man, give us your thoughts on this welterweight Grand Prix. It's always exciting to see a tournament in this sport, and everybody would agree that the format is best for all fighters involved because it's the fairest way to see who's the best, right? Yes, sir. Uh, really enjoyed it. You know, uh, uh, I'm happy Scott Coke is doing it again. Uh, it's good. You know, they started with the heavyweight. Uh, I had a feeling they were going to do it for our weight class because I believe our weight class is one of the best in the world, you know, the welterweight. And, uh... A lot of tough fights there, man. A lot of tough guys, and uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. You know, uh, my fourth tournament that I've been doing in my career, I won all three, and I'm looking forward to winning this next one. Right, right. Make it four for four. That's right. Make it four. That's the goal. (laughs) Now, I'd imagine you're very, not only are you very eager to get back in there, but, you know, making a big statement in this trilogy fight and and putting everybody else in the bracket on notice that, that you're here to win this thing. For sure, man, for sure. You know, it's the kickoff to the tournament, to the zone. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a huge card, one of the, you know, the biggest card of the year for Bellator. Uh, you know, let's show these guys what we got, you know. I'm here to finish this fight, you know, one more time. Uh, work really hard, you know, to be here, you know. And, uh, man, expect fireworks, you know. This is going to be the one. It's going to be a good fight, you know. Show everybody what this tournament is going to be about. So, yes, you know, definitely sp- looking forward to that. Right. Speaking of the trilogy fight with uh, Koroshkov, you know, you guys are obviously very familiar with each other. That being said, are you anticipating a different approach from Andre, considering the last time you two met, he was on the receiving end of a knockout? Uh, we'll see. I think he's going to try to wrestle a lot more this fight. Uh, but, you know, maybe not. You know, he's a great striker as well. And... Uh, Let's see, man. Let's see what he's going to bring. You know, I'm ready for everything. You know, I work really hard. Uh, you know, uh, you just got to be ready everywhere. Got to be ready to strike. Got to be ready to wrestle. Uh, you know what I mean? That's the work that I've done. You know, I'm good with, you know, wherever the fight takes place, you know. So uh, let's see what he's going to bring to the table. But, uh, you know, I'll be sure to have an answer for everything, you know. And uh, get another finish here. You know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to finish fights. Uh, stay away from the judges. Right, absolutely. And and that's kind of the important thing, right, is to be comfortable in all aspects so that you can just get out there and flow. That's it. You know, that's the goal. You know, uh, got to be comfortable everywhere. You know, stop those takedowns when it comes. You know, stop all the strikes, counting with my strikes. You know, everything's been good. You know, at least my homework I've done. You know, I've done all the training that I could. You know, uh, feel really good. Feel really good. So I'm ready to go. Now, obviously, you're you're focused on Andre right now. Uh, but you said a few weeks ago that that you were excited to see how this MVP and Paul Daly fight plays out. Who are you picking in that matchup, and who would you prefer to fight in the semifinal? Um, you know, it doesn't really matter for me. You know, definitely excited about this fight you know those two guys have been talking to each other a long time i mean they still are you know i don't think they have a date yet right for that fight i don't believe uh, so yeah i haven't heard anything but you know i'm focused definitely on my fight but uh whoever wins you know of them too i'm good to fight him as well you know uh not looking forward to andrew uh andrew Kashkov, but uh 
see what happens when they fight. You know, that's a fun fight to watch. You know what I mean? Let's see what's going to happen. I don't have a winner for that one. Uh, let the best man win. You know, let's see. So, n- no preference for you, but, you know, considering that you've already fought daily, I kind of feel like maybe you'd want to test yourself against uh, Michael Page. Yeah, it'll be good to get a new face for sure, you know. Definitely, definitely, because, uh, you know, I can do, you know, I can do three rematches in this tournament, you know. If Ferrari makes it to the final and Bayley wins, that's three rematches. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, some new, some, uh, new faces definitely would be better, you know. But at uh, right. the end of the day, all I need is this tournament win. All I need is my belt back. So it doesn't really matter who it is, you know. Of course, of course. The main goal is to get that title back, reclaim that belt. Uh, will you be rooting for Rory in hopes that he ends up being in the final with you and you do get that rematch? Uh, yeah, I will. I mean, it'll be good, you know, to get the, the rematch, you know, definitely because it's the bigger fight too, you know. But uh, the important thing is if he loses, you know, the belt goes with the winner. So <laughs> no matter what, I'll be fighting for that belt in the finals, you know. Just got to make sure I make it to the finals, make it, you know, and win this this tournament because the goal for me is not even rematching him is getting the belt you know what I mean rematch right. will be definitely very good you know because he's a he's a good fighter you know he was a close fight I definitely you know would love to fight him again but uh, if it's not him it's fine as long as the gold comes you know that's what matters for sure for sure now uh, give us your thoughts on your performance in that fight the, the fight with Rory you know it was back and forth you guys both did plenty of damage uh, what, what were the big takeaways for you Ah, you know, he was good. <laughs> Should have fought a little harder in the last round. I, I always say that, uh, you know, uh, just too comfortable there on my back. You know, that was a huge mistake that maybe cost me the fight, you know. Other than that cut, you know, on the eyebrow, I really didn't take any any real damage. Man, I was good to fight, you know, another fight right after that one. So that's what kills me the most, you know. I did a lot of damage to him. You know, a lot of damage, you know, uh, and I still lost the fight. So, you know, uh, I don't know, man. You got to fight harder. got to keep fighting harder. And don't leave it to the judges, man. You can't let, you know, people decide, you know, the fate of the fight. So, uh, you got to finish these guys, man. You got to finish all of them and, uh, you know, win the fight. Right, right. Put put the exclamation point on it and make sure there's no doubt at the end of the night. Right, right. Exactly. That's the way to win, man. Just finishing, 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 you know? Yep, for sure. Now, how confident are you that uh, you'd be able to make the needed adjustments to beat him in a rematch? I feel great. I feel great, you know. We fight a game. I believe I finish him within three rounds this time. You know, uh, know what you expect. You know, I felt his best, you know, uh, Man, his strikes, everything, you know, uh, we fought everywhere in that fight. And uh, I believe I'll finish him, you know, before the fifth, for sure, next fight. All right. What What do you make of uh, him fighting uh, Gegard? It's pretty ambitious of him, right? Yeah, I mean, good. Good for him. Good for his career. You know, it'd be great if he, you know, it'd be great for him if he wins two belts, you know, two weight classes. So it's good for him. Good for him. I hope he gets out of it, you know, without an injury. Uh, win or lose, you know, so he can do his tournament fight, you know, uh, I'm just hoping this tournament doesn't take too long, you know, I want to stay busy, but, you know, hopefully he doesn't come out with an injury, myself neither, Right. we can keep fighting, you know, keep fighting, keep the ball rolling, you know, and uh, so the tournament doesn't take too long. Right, right, the faster you get back to that belt, the better. Exactly, the faster the better. <laughs> you know, 2019, I gotta have two belts, tournament and the welterweight. So let's uh, keep, you know, keep on doing it. Now, seeing him move up and wait, go after that second title, does that interest you at all? Would you be open to moving up and, and going after a second belt yourself? Yeah, I've already said it. You know that I that I wanted to move up to 85, but you know, it never happens. Let's see. Let's see after this tournament. You know, maybe. You know. uh you know, I just want bigger fights, you know, and I think, you know, a middleweight fight for the belt is definitely big. So uh, we'll see what happens with with this tournament first, you know. Right, right. All about opportunities as they come. I completely understand. Um, so, listen, getting back to uh, next weekend in San Jose, 
this main card is, is really fantastic. Like you said, probably the best Bellator card of the year. Uh, how do you see the fight between uh, Rampage and Vanderlei playing out? Oh, man, that's going to be a banger. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, you know, let's see. Let's see how Rampage comes, you know, because usually he doesn't. I don't know, man. This past few fights is not as good a shape as he used to be, you know. Uh, I think if he comes too big, it's going to cost him because, man, I think Vanderlei is going to come in shape. You know, they don't like each other and... Uh, Man, it's going to be a banger. I can't wait to see it. You know, the whole card, you know, like you said, you know, it's exciting fights. We got Pico, myself, you know, Rory, and then Vanilla fight. You know, that's a fight. That's a fight card that you can't miss. You know, that's the biggest fight, you know, Bellator this year. And, uh, man, looking forward. Looking forward to the whole card, you know, looking forward to fight again. Uh, let's see what happens. Right, right. You're going to get the big win. Watch a couple of great fights uh, backstage or in the crowd with them after. Be a good night for you. Yep. Yeah, I want to see the Rory fight in the in the in the, in the crowd for sure. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, you know, I, come, I don't come out of there with no injuries. No good win. Watch it live. Awesome. <laughs> I'm also awesome. a fan of the sports. Now, as for yourself, how do you visualize this trilogy match against Koroshkov going? Uh, will this be another battle, or are you expecting a quick finish? Uh, I mean, quick finish is always good, you know what I mean? But uh, nowadays it's not as easy, you know, everybody's tough, everybody's durable, especially, you know, Korshkov. But uh, I believe I have the power to finish him quick, you know, and uh, let's see, you know, I'm ready to fight, you know, for 25 minutes. Uh, if it takes that long, we'll be ready, you know, but I also take, you know, first round. So uh, I'm just going to be looking for the finish the whole time. You know, hopefully get him out quick. You know, main goal for me now is to finish fights. You know, he always has, but, you know, he's got to keep on doing it, you know. Absolutely. But I feel good. feel good. Absolutely, absolutely. For all the fans out there who are contemplating signing up for uh, DAZN, well, why is your fight one that they don't want to miss? Why do they need to make sure to get the subscription before fight night? I mean, if they've seen us fight before, you know, they know it'll be a fight not to miss, you know, uh, we both fight to finish the whole time, you know, we always bring it, you know, it's not going to be boring, guarantee you, and uh, man, this is the best fight of the card for sure, definitely the most competitive, and uh, it's going to be one that you're not going to want to miss, you know, I uh, can't wait, I'm ready, I did my part, I did my work, I put on the time, and now it's time to perform, so, uh, you know, looking forward to it, man, I feel really good. For sure, for sure. All right, listen, Douglas, thank you very much for the time today. We're certainly looking forward to the fight just as much as you and seeing you advance in this Grand Prix. Uh, hopefully we can catch up again after a big win. In conclusion, man, any shout-outs or sponsor plugs before we let you go? For sure, man. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you. You know, thanks, everybody, you know, in my training camp, all my coaches, training partner. Can't name everybody, too many people, but my sponsors, Triad, Mechanical, uh, all Max, you know, my manager, Soccer Punch, you know, for taking care of my career, you know, uh, BT Loans, you know, everybody that supports me, all my sponsors, you know, thank you guys so much, and uh, let's get another win, let's keep moving. All right. Listen, uh, again, appreciate it, my friend. Uh, have a great day, brother, and best of luck on the 29th. We'll certainly be rooting for you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. We'll see you soon. All right. Have a good day, bud. All right. Thanks. Later. What better way to kick off the Bellator Welterweight Grand Prix than with a trilogy fight between Douglas Lima and Andre Karashkov? Definitely going to be an exciting one. Looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Obviously, huge implications for the remainder of the tournament than the matchups that go forward. Going to be an awesome thing to see this uh, Grand Prix play out. I'm a big fan of the tournament format. And obviously, what they've been able to do at Bellator with this heavyweight Grand Prix all the talent that's at welterweight, you'd imagine this one's going to be a big deal as well. So that's it for us, guys. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Thank you all for tuning in for yet another episode. Make sure you follow us on social media at BJPenn.com Radio and also the website at BJPenn.com. Make sure you guys bookmark us, set up alerts, stay up to date, and get the news as it breaks. On behalf of all of the hardworking individuals on Team Penn, 
I'm your host, Jay Kench. It's been another real one. I'll catch you guys the next time. On the flip side, peace out, everybody.